Amen. So you got a Bible there um, or on your phone, Romans 15. Let's turn there real quick. Romans 15. Uh, if you're there, say amen. Okay, a couple of you are there. All right. Well, let's 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 strike. Thanks. Verse one: We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, not to please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ, excuse me, <clears throat> did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen. On me, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. I want you to take a little note. Just look at this little section here. Um, he's taken a scripture. This, uh, this is Psalm 69, verse 9, in verse 3 that's quoted. That, where, where it says, the insults that, that come on you, no, I, God said, I'm taking them upon myself. That I am living this life, that my life is, 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 is not just for me, but it, it is for you. And that's what the verse two verses said. Those who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Well, how much could we get, how, how far could we go as the body of Christ if we who maybe have been around the, the block a few more times than others have more patience with those who haven't been around quite, quite as often? Huh? Amen? To be able to bear with the failings of the weak, have patience with one another, right? And, and that each one should please his neighbor for his good to build them up. And obviously we know this is not appeasing your neighbor. Is there a difference between pleasing and appeasing your neighbor, right? And the idea of that, 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 um, that as we live this life, this one point here is, is we need to be looking at those around us and be, be, be concerned about how can we be a blessing to those around us um, and not be so consumed with us. I, uh, listening to a, a well-known college uh, uh, speaker, guy who speaks to a lot of college students, the whole, this whole trans movement is the very opposite of this whole idea. It is all about me, 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 me. It's, you better use my pronoun or I'm going to scream and holler. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's about me feeling good, about me uh, being happy. It's, it, you know, they say, whatever, whatever makes you feel good. That's, that's, a, that's a trap, right? Or my truth. I, I saw a clip, another pastor, a little clip from a pastor who's preaching. He's talking about how when Oprah, way back, you know, Remember Phil Donahue, the Phil Donahue show? They'll they'll date some people, right? And then Oprah came along, and she was some kind of a a breath of fresh air, it seemed, initially. Um, But she was the first one who talked about, and and when you live in your truth, and she talked about this idea that your truth, your truth is beautiful. And it just sounded so nice until you actually thought about it. You mean I can create my own truth? If you can create your own truth, then there is no truth. And honestly, since we know that there is, and you can't, 
this whole thing, this whole idea that, that everything's about me, it's about me, that what makes me happy, it's about what I want to be true. I feel I am this way, that, therefore I am, and you better, you better talk about me the way I said. You better don't use my dead name. And all these things about me, 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 me. And yet, what, what, what we are called to, as Christ's example, um, that we would, would live in a way that it's not about us. Right? Well, we just celebrated this, the, the, the Lord's table. It was not about Jesus, was it? In fact, from birth to crucifixion and resurrection, it was never about Him. In fact, it was first and foremost about the Father, and He was all about you and me. And that was all it was about. So whatever came my way, whatever came Jesus' way, I'm going to take it because it's not about me. It's about you. It's about you and I being saved or being, being set free about the Lamb of God coming and taking away the sin of the world. And therefore, death no longer has its sting. Amen? has no, long, no hold over you and it cannot cause you to fear anymore because he has come, but he came willing to lay down everything, not just take the insults that were, were directed at us, but, but the punishment as well. That he lived his life not for himself, but, but for us. Amen? And so this is the point he's saying. Um, he uses this illustration, these first three verses in Romans 15. And he says, and then verse 4, it says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. This whole idea of endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures. In the Scriptures, what do we find? What's the currency? Talk about the currency of the kingdom of God is the truth, right? I believe the currency of the kingdom of God is truth. The currency of the kingdom of, of, of darkness is lies, right? His native language, right? Jesus said when um, he talked to the Pharisees who said, God is our father, he said, no, your father. No, no, he's, the, the devil's your father. He's a father of lies. And when he lies, he, he speaks his native, native language. Um, but when we get into the scriptures, we find that there's truth. And what endurance is, I see it as where you choose to stand on that truth, even though nobody else does. That when everything says, cool it, don't rock the boat, or, or that's not acceptable. You need to just go with the flow, or everybody's going this way. And yet you see the truth of God. It's speaking to your issue, whatever it might be. And you say, no, I, 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 I can't. I have to say yes, Lord, to what, what he says here. And I have to make my decision. And I, I'm, I'm sure everyone in this, if you've been walking with the Lord for a period of time, there's, you've had those moments where you had to make a, a, a chant, a, a choice. And maybe there's some of us who initially didn't make the right choice at first. And then we realize, no, that's not a good choice. I better, I better stand with, with truth. And so the endurance part is where you, you, you keep standing. Think of Ephesians uh, 4, um, I mean, chapter 6, talking about the armor of God. That having, to done, having done all to stand, right? That we, we put our, our, our encouragement. I want to put a couple examples. These might be, seem um, interesting versions of this, but I want you to put up, uh, Paul, the picture of uh, Dr. McCulloch. Um, um, how many were uh, at our medical freedom forum we had, right? And uh, I do have, um, you can, I think it's, 
I haven't checked, but it's probably available now on uh, Informed Choice Washington's website. Um, I had everybody said what how phenomenal that was, and I was quite I was impressed, and and I was in charge. So how well it it came across. But this is Dr. Peter McCulloch here, and he was uh, our first. We, we played about an eighteen minute um, uh, thing of him speaking to the European Union about um, just the lies and and the cover ups and uh, uh, the, about vaccinations and 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 the, just the the corrupt ways in which this whole COVID thing was handled um, in, in a very succinct way. And um, here he is. He's being honored here. Um, but what happened back then, let me just find the, um, um, in, yeah, just before, about two years ago right now. Dr. McCulloch went over to this the guy's house, the author of this of this article, um, um, and the two of them wrote a book together called "The Courage to Face COVID-19: Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex." Very much a similar theme to uh, our our forum that we had a few weeks ago. Um, but anyway, so he comes to this guy's house. And that morning, a group, uh, a website called Medscape, uh, it was a, uh, called a popular medical news agency, published a report titled The Physicians of the Year, The Best and Worst, and had the, the, the top worst doctors, physicians of the year. And um, for, the, for 2021, and the first eight, it says, were talk, they were rogue doctors that convicted of performing fraudulent, unnecessary surgeries and, and things you would expect, mass murder, false diagnoses, and sexual harassment, and so forth. But then it went to number nine, and, and they had his picture up there. Uh, Dr. McCulloch is, is a renowned, world-renowned internist and cardiologist, um, and... Um, they, um, uh, on there, it, it's, it called him, um, the headlines at Baylor, I think Baylor University, gets restraining order against COVID vaccine skeptic doc, meaning him. And the report explained that, the, that Baylor was the first institution to cut ties with McCulloch, who promoted the use of unproven therapies for COVID-19, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as well as like a buterol um, and some of these um, uh, nebulizing type things. And, and Dr. McCulloch had the nerve to question the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines. And so here he's being slammed uh, as number nine, the ninth worst doctor physician of all of 2021. And uh, obviously that would kind of hurt you. This is just a couple days ago. Um, the International Association of Top Professionals, IAOTP, in New York City, held its annual award ceremony and gave Dr. Peter McCulloch the top internist and cardiologist award of the year. And this is in New York City near Times Square, their seven-story um, billboard at the NASDAQ. Um, I mean, like, 
It's surprising how quickly that turned around. But honestly, the facts are, are hard to, to ignore. The data is so much out there. Um, and I just, this to me, it's just an example of someone with endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures. Someone, he knew what was true. It was, it, how many other doctors, talk about Dr. Ryan Cole in Boise, Idaho, who Washington State is working to destroy him. In fact, there are, there are those who are working still trying to, to take Dr. McCulloch's uh, medical license away from him, um, in spite of all the, uh, the evidence that is out there. The, the, whole, the, the principle is this, is that when you find that which is true, you know what is true, whatever it is, and, and, and the, the, the culture, the climate of the day is saying, no, 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 that's not true. You better not believe that, or you're, you're an outcast, or you're a, you're a hateful, or you're a racist, or choose your, your accusation. And yet you have to come down on the side and say, but I know what the truth is. And because of the, the word of God, the encouragement of scriptures um, uh, is that we have so much testimony of what it, what it looks like when you stand in the truth. As well as the consequences of when you reject the truth and stand in a lie. And so, so that we might, in, in this case, um, that whatever, whatever it is you and I might be facing today, that we refuse to allow ourselves to be... Um, intimidated that um, that which you know to be true, which you found to be true, that you would stand in that, that through the encourage, endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, you can have hope. Listen, I've said this before. I believe with all my heart that if you stand in what, for what you know it is true, as revealed in God's word, you know it's true, you will never have to apologize for that. People may, may call you nuts you know, um, I, I'll say one thing about vaccines. I don't. Uh, I, I've told the story before, but our our oldest child, when he was six month old, he had his second set of shots, like we were we're doing that doing what we're supposed to do. And for an hour, he screamed, became like a board with screaming and and just terror. Uh, and um, uh, how many know that that made us do a little investigating? And we never, our, none of our other kids had any more vaccines ever again. Not because we're better people than somebody else, but the evidence we found was incontrovertible. We, we, we couldn't deny this reality we, so, so much. And, and so much was being, um, oh, you, that's conspiracy theory. Oh, you but a bunch of quacks, the, all these things, and yet you find the data. And what I guess if there's a blessing with COVID and these so-called vaccines, it helped to actually bring up the whole, this whole vaccine industry up. You create an industry that is, is not a, can create a, a drug that they are not responsible. It cannot be sued if it kills you. But the government comes along and says, we will buy all of it, guaranteed billions of dollars. Tell me you're not creating a monster. Right? And this whole vaccine industry, when I was a kid, there were about no more than half a dozen vaccines in your whole lifetime. Right? Now there's about 76 before they're 18. About oh, a third of those before you're two. And that we could go down the, the whole thing. I don't care to get in that. But my point was, for years, the whole, as our kids are growing up, 
we didn't go around and tell people we didn't vaccinate our, our kids. We, did, we didn't, we, you know, it's like you need to do your own investigation. Don't do anything because we've done it. We're not, you know, and this kind of stuff. But sometimes someone would hear, some people I respected, some elder ministers that I, 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 I respected and I wanted their, you know, I wanted their approval, you know, whatever, you know. There's people in your life that you have a lot of respect for. You, you, want, you want them to think well of you, don't you? And then, and then the, the kind of like, oh, you didn't give your kids all those shots. What's wrong with you? Um, all my kids were incredibly healthy and talk about resilient to COVID. Um, there's no autism. There's no allergies. There's no asthma in my family. Now their cousins are different, um, a different thing. My point was, There's this place of, of truth and courage that you need to be able to stand and say, I know what is true. I'm not going to throw it in your face. I'm not a better person than you. But I cannot bow because of the pressure around me that, if, that I'm not going to be determined a, 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 an acceptable, responsible person if I don't align myself with the narrative that is out there. Let's do the picture of the teacher, Paul. Here's a one. Many stories like this could be repeated. This is a... Um, and it, the infamous Loudoun County Public School District. My goodness. They just excel in absurdity. Um, is, there, is there a picture in there? Did I not... Oh. Okay, there's no other pictures in there. Okay, well, um, there's a um, this just came out. Um, um, a, a teacher, Tanner Cross, he was an elementary PE teacher, um, um, and also two other teachers, Monica Gill and Kim Wright. All three are teachers, different subjects and stuff. But but they stood up and opposed. Uh, policy 8040, which is just like the, the policy here in, in Washington State, 3211 in our public schools, um, that demands that what, uh, the teachers, the whole school has to get on their face and bow before the 10-year-old who, boy who says he's a girl and wants to be called Sally, and his pronouns are, are Z, Zim, and Zer, and um, I want to be on the girls' volleyball team. And the whole school district has to bow down. And if the child says, don't tell my parents because I don't feel safe, then they all zip up their mouths, create a separate file, secret file. Parents never know. I'm not, and you might think that's absurd. That is not absurd. That is exactly what the policy 3211 in Washington State is. Well, they have a the similar policy there in Loudoun County. No surprise there. Well, Tanner Cross stood up and addressed the school board and said, I will not lie to my children, to my students. I'm not going to lie and tell them that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. I will not do that. And I cannot do that. Well, the next day, he was put on administrative leave and then um, removed from his position. And thankfully... Uh, the, the, the Alliance Defending Freedom came to his aid, represented him for free, um, and uh, 
A state judge reinstated his job, and then the Virginia uh, Supreme Court uh, reaffirmed that, that it was wrong for them to do that. Um, and um, and he, he got his job back and, and so much more. But understand, the you have to walk through these things. That wasn't like... Um, it wasn't like, you know, one weekend you're a bad guy, the next weekend you're a hero. But being able to, to stand in these things. But there's, there's an interesting thing that happened about this as well. Okay, and it was a period of time, obviously, that transpired. And there's so many stories like this that, that we could talk about. Um, but the things, and, and this, these are, are Christian um, um, teachers as well. Because they understood the truth. They understood that, that what Scripture says about the issues about gender, about male and female, and, and the biblical worldview about marriage and life and so forth. And they were not going to compromise by those things. And um, in this case, um, they, uh, um, he, he got his job back and, and was vindicated. However, the, um, like in Dr. Uh, McCulloch's case, there's still the Loudoun County, uh, the school board there. They are still trying to uh, um, um, work their, their evil there. An interesting thing that happened, and I think this is something I think I, about the, the surprise of God um, for you and I. Uh, and just use their, their story. Uh, Tanner, I, I forget his wife's name. I don't have that here. Uh, right off the bat, um, he um, there was somebody who um, had heard their story and was really caught by that, wanted to know more about them, and in his investigation of of this couple, finds out that they had been uh, trying to have a child for ten years and had been unable. And um, um, and th- because he made the stand publicly with the school district, and the school school district drug him through all this mess and tried to ruin his life, and and then and then the, the Supreme Court decision and these kind of things, um, his name came forward, and he, and this. Uh, gentleman who created the Henry and Andrea Bomberger Adopted and Loved Fund uh, heard about them and got to know their story. And, you know, if you know about adopting children, they are very, very expensive process. Well, um, because of this, um, because of this, uh, um, Hearing about them, this this gentleman who in in this article interviews them um, donated uh, a scholarship for them to be able to adopt, and they because they were they they wanted to to try adopt uh, some baby some ch- babies, but their skin color wasn't the same, and so they told them no, you can't because you're white, and they said what does that matter, and uh, they ended up, but through them they they adopted a. Um, I think he's kind of Latino, cute little boy. They named him Josiah, Josiah Daniel. Um, it's a great, a great story. Um, 
let me just read this. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through an endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Verse 5. May the God who gives en- endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ, so that with one heart and with one mouth you may glorify the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that God wants to get glory out of this, out of this fellowship here. Amen? God wants to get glory out of your life. He wants to get glory out of your family. That's what this is about. Um, and as we choose to stand in what we know to be true, we let the, the word of God speak, let it be the thing that tells us what the truth is and what a lie is, and that we endure in that truth, no matter what that costs us, that he will, he will take care of us. Amen? And, and lead us through. Just think of, of so many ways. Um, um, Romans, um, just close with this. And I, I close with this so we can then, because you're getting hungry and you're smelling that wonderful food, can't you? Right? In Romans 4, the great pastors, I've talked, preached from there before. Um, um Starting in verse 16, it says, Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Okay? Amen? That's us. We are the spiritual descendants of Abraham, the people, the man of faith. He's the father of us all, and so forth. Um, um, the God who gives life to the dead. Amen? And call things that are not as though they were. And then, so think about things in your life right now. Just close with this. Are there some impossibilities in your life right now? Are there some people that are impossibilities in your life? Right? Or maybe there are certain things that, they go, maybe even you personally. And think about that. That the God we serve as he brings dead life out of death, Right? He brings life out of barrenness, new life, and calls things that are not as though they already were. In verse 18, this is the, uh, the thing, that against all hope, this is, a, I titled this, Finding Hope. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. His, his wife, Sarah, was barren. It had been 25 years since God gave him the promise, you're going to have a child through it to Sarah, and there was no baby. And Sarah was really old now. And he was even older. And, uh, but it said, against hope, Abraham in hope believed. Somehow Abraham found hope where there was no hope to be found in the natural. And that is what faith looks like. Right? When we could figure out how we could maybe do it on our own, well, God, we trust God, but it could kind of happen if this kind of goes, works over here. When you run out of options and you still put your hope in God, that's when faith kicks in. Right? Verse 19. This is the key thing. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. 
there are those, you know, that, that, um, the name it, claim it, you know, grab it and blab it, blab it and grab it, you know, prosperity stuff. The, the denial of reality type thing. Don't say you're sick because then you own it. Hey, listen, I didn't have to say, oh, I didn't have to say that I was sick by owning it. I, that I was sick the last two weeks or so, you know. That's just a reality, uh, right? Abraham said, I, my, my body is, is dry. It is not going to produce any more children, and my wife's is not. I could face that fact, but I will still have hope in my God. Amen? That he faced the fact that since his body and that Sarah's womb was dead, verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. And that's what makes a follower of Christ from those who are following after the world and, 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 and buried in doubt. That we're able to put our confidence that God is able to do what he promised, even though it seems like it's not, not a chance. Not a chance in, in, in the world. Yet God has made his promises. He's the one who who um, gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Abraham has that God, and we know that God today. Amen? That the, the, the things that you are in our life, that, that um, whatever it might be, that trying to tell you to be quiet, to reject the truth that you know about God that's relevant to whatever the situation is, whether it's should you get the vax or should you quarantine or should you... or, 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 or um, should you take that job? Should you um, make this choice? Should you bow to this? Should you agree to this teaching or that? You know, should you call, use those pronouns or not? Whatever it might be, that that you, you are allowing, want the that you recognize everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. All these stories in the Old Testament. Incredible stories about the faithfulness of God, the way that God views mankind, how he deals with nations, and the kindness and the patience of God. Oh, my goodness, the patience of God and the mercy of God. So that through endurance and encouragement of the Scriptures, you and I can have hope. That right now, no matter what's going on in this world, no matter what is out there, the... the, the, uh, the Antichrist system that is truly being set up right now in this world, this one, one world banking system that, that's, that's really getting ready to be, uh, be set up, the, the foolishness that's going on in Washington, D.C. that wants to bow with the globalist agenda, and all these things that, that want to say you should be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. I'm going to be people of faith, people of faith, people of faith, that my God will take me through no matter what it is. And quite frankly... Um, um, just because things might look like um, the Antichrist is about to step and make himself known, that doesn't mean it has to be that way right now. Amen? That America can, America can be saved. And it will come by the church being revived. Amen? And coming back to the, this truth of the Scriptures of God and standing forever, that, that God, God is the one who sets up kings and He puts down kings, right? And He is also the, the, the God who is, is filled with mercy. They named their son Josiah. We named our, our fourth child, our third son Josiah, because one of my favorite kings, really my favorite king, is Josiah, because he was the one, when God had already determined that He would destroy the kingdom of Judah and send them off into captivity, 
that Josiah, the whole long story, but when he heard the word of God, recognized how far they had turned from God and how much judgment they deserved, he repented, the Bible says, like no king before him or after, and he led the people in repentance and celebrating the Passover like never before or after. And that even includes David and Solomon. And God was so moved by Josiah's heart. He said, my judgment is coming, but it's not going to come in your lifetime. I'm putting a pause because you turn with me to me with all your heart and all your soul. Just like the people of Nineveh through Jonah, God said, 40 days and you're toast. There was no message of mercy, but the people repented and they, cri- and they cried out to God. And God said, look, it's not going to happen now. And that's the God we serve. And that's the God we can we can. Uh, put our trust in today. Amen? Amen. Let us stand. And I, I just want your head, heads bowed and we're going to prepare for our meal. I hope you can stay. Um, uh, we have plenty of food. and um, um, But I just, if you just say, God, I, I, I just lifting up to you this situation, a situation, a person that's on your heart or maybe in your own your own life that's, um, um, that wants to say it's impossible. Just put your hand up. Say, God, I, I'm lifting this up to you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there a loved one? Uh, a situation? There's things you don't know? That right now that's without weakening in our faith, we will face the fact of what's in front of us. But God, we, we know we will not waver, not waver in unbelief, but we will be strengthened in our faith right now in Jesus' name. God, that you w- would demonstrate your greatness and your power. I pray for, for, for just faith and encouragement here, that we would just continue to stand in your truth, to walk in faith in, in you for the situations we have need, need of, the needs that, the, that are in our families, the needs that are in our finances, the needs that are in our health, Lord, the concerns that weigh upon our hearts as we consider the events going on around us, be them in our family, be it in our, com- our community or in our nation, Lord, or this world. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm just, I'm just praying for uh, your hand to, to just move upon us and that we might be encouraged and find that hope that Abraham found, that many others have found the cloud of witnesses in, in in um, uh, in, um, uh, in in Hebrews talks about the cloud of witnesses in, in Hebrews twelve, Lord God, that that we w- will be the people of faith. And I pray for an infusion of faith and encouragement in this place right now in Jesus' name. And those who are listening, God, I pray that for a, a fresh wind of of fire to, to just flow into your people, Lord God, for a fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit, God, that we would be consumed with you far more than consumed by the, by the trouble that would, might be around us, Lord God, to consume with you that you might then consume the things that want to come after us for the glory of God that all will know that you are God and no one else is, Lord. And we'll give you praise and we'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God, we just thank you, Lord. Let's just thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just believe that... that I want to hear some testimonies. That God's going to give you some testimonies as you trust Him, and uh, and we'll who knows whether they'll be on on the news or not. But we share them here. Amen. God God wants to be glorified in our lives, and we give Him that chance by standing in faith in the midst of that. Amen. Amen. God bless.